you're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Talk about pain. I mean, uh, most younger Americans today, I mean, 9-11 still only happened uh, 15 years ago. So there's a lot of people who are, I mean, coming to the age of voting, people who are actually coming to the age of voting that probably don't remember 9-11. That's a scary thought because these people don't have the, the metric for that pain, too. Yeah, it's something they read about, but for a lot of them, it's no different than Pearl Harbor. They have no better reference for it other than the fact that they hear about it maybe a little bit more. But they weren't there. They didn't see the towers fall. They didn't see the second uh, plane go into the building. So no, I, I don't feel they, like they really have They were not sitting there that morning and that night saying, we all may be attacked. I may blow up next. That, that's the key to it. When we watch that stuff unfold, we have an emotional connection because we thought at that moment, I was in Cleveland, Flight 93 was lost over Cleveland, and they thought that there could be dozens of planes that were going to fly into stuff. And that morning I was like, okay, I have family and friends all around town. That plane could be coming for any one of them. We don't know where the plane is. So for an hour... I was next. My family was next. And that's the emotional connection they don't have. I almost liken it to the old drills that uh, they used to do in, uh, in, in primary schools, too, of getting out of the desks for uh, Cold War era type things in case Russia drops the nuke, too. People truly were living in a day-by-day <laughs> era of fear. I mean, this was when, when personal bunkers started to become a thing, and people actually had to worry about, well, what if they dropped a nuclear bomb on us? Do you, do you ever realize how silly that is? That little thin piece of wood, a little corrugated metal, that's going to stop the nuclear blast. I'm safe. Good job. I'm like this underneath my desk. Apparently they never saw the pictures from the Trinity site. No, they haven't seen that (laughs) whatsoever. But you know what that was? That was the feel like we're doing something. That it is. Right? It's the illusion of safety and security. Gives you like, okay, I'm doing something. It was after 9-11. What did everybody? They went out and gave blood. There was nobody on life support after 9-11 that were like, okay, if we only had more blood, everything's good. But people had to feel like they're doing something. Or even, too, back in 2003 or whatever, before we attacked um, uh, uh, Iraq, uh, people went out and got gas. I remember the gas lines for, like, that whole week was crazy because we thought we weren't going to be able to get gas for the longest time. Mm -hmm. It's all reactionary based off things go. And, uh, yeah, I think we're at another one of those points, too, when the only thing that's going to really give the education, the best education out there is suffering and pain. You will learn more through, through pain and suffering than you will learn through any other circumstances. You know, it's true. That's the reason people have accepted socialism and communism over the years. I mean, sometimes they didn't have a choice. It came in at the point of a gun, and they're like, well, I'm caught up in this thing. I better listen to them so they don't shoot me in the head. But other times they begged for it. It was a revolution, uh, the Bolshevik res- revolution and others. What happened there? The people said, we are going to overthrow the current government and replace it with a bad government. The, the government's horrible. Let's replace it with something horrible. You just Sometimes made up that Bolshevik thing, though. I just made yeah, that's it. I just that's made it up. It's, word, no, it's not a real word. Yeah, I just threw it out there. But thank you for calling Bolshevik. me on it, so now everybody knows that's that I made it That's a bunch of Bolshevik is what that it is. It really is. Did you see the Marco Rubio commercial? i got to play a, a, an ad that Marco Rubio has out. And this makes a great point to what Skip's talking about, about not having a reference point to 9-11, that the current generation does not have, the younger generation, kids in college, do not have a, a reference point to 9-11. If that is true, and I believe it is, then you know they certainly do not have a reference point to Ronald Reagan. The name Reagan keeps coming up. I was a Ronald Reagan child. I, when Ronald Reagan got sworn in after that scumbag Jimmy Carter, I, I was, 
Oh, I watched. I was in the edge of my seat as a uh, as a kid after living through all the Carter stuff and seeing the gas lines and the gas shortages and the humiliation in the Middle East and Iran. I watched this, and when Reagan was sworn in. That was huge. I've told the story about I went out and put the yellow ribbons around the trees for the, the hostages. So I really appreciate Ronald Reagan. His time for choosing speech in 1964 is one of my favorite political speeches of all time. I love Ronald Reagan. But it's time we stop talking about Ronald Reagan. No, you could keep the values and you could point to it for educational purposes. But if you are hanging your Republican flag on that at all of these debates, you are losing it because easily half the country has no idea what you're talking about. E if, you were, if you were in college today and you're 22, that means you were born in 1994. Reagan was out of office for five years. He'd already gone into seclusion because of the Alzheimer's. You don't even remember Clinton if you were in college today let alone H.W. Bush, let alone uh, Reagan. This would be akin to, when I was a kid, people would talk about, where were you when JFK was shot? Yeah. I get tired of hearing it. I have no reference point to it. I could barely remember Ford at that point. My earliest memories of a president was watching Gerald Ford come down the streets of Elkins, West Virginia, when I was there visiting my family. That's my earliest, and then, of course, Carter, and then Reagan. So I don't have any reference to him. And somebody who's in his early 30s, actually, <laughs> I have no reference really for Reagan. I mean, I can very vaguely begin to remember things about H.W. Uh, my first coming of age with politics when I was actually uh, learning about things and researching <laughs> would be the biggest, obviously, Lewinsky is probably when I really started to dive into, oh, my goodness, this whole political system. But you go before there, H.W. and Reagan, there, there really is no connection for anybody who's under the age of... 40? By the way, you weren't you were missing anything with the HW thing. Yeah. That was, that was probably good you don't remember that. That was, <laughs> was okay. It's been a long time, folks. Long time. I want to play the ad that uh, Marco Rubio has out. And to me, this is just lost. If, if, if you're going for the Reagan thing here, it's lost. Marco Rubio's new ad. It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women are out of work than ever before in our nation's history. People paying more in taxes than they will for food, housing, and clothing combined. Nearly $20 trillion in national debt for the next generation. Double what it was just eight years ago. This afternoon, almost 6,000 men and women will be married. And with growing threats and growing government, they'll look forward with worry to the future. It's morning again in America. And under the leadership of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, our country is more vulnerable, divided, and diminished than ever before. Why would we ever want four more years again of that? What, what were they going for in that skip, first of all? Is it, is it the Reagan, It's Morning in America, one of the classic uh, campaigns? Clearly it's going after that. You know, <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think it was that bad of a spot, though. Especially for somebody, like I said, who doesn't have much of a reference point for Reagan. Um, that's, a, that's a cheery spot. That's the type of a message that I think would sell. Well, no, and no, I also think that, that, that the message of using a time for choosing again is going to harken back and, and hit that vein of uh, the, the, the Reagan Republicans who see, are, are miss that. But see, I think it's lost when you say th the whole gist of, of the Morning in America campaign was everything's okay. We got this. Our, our future lies ahead. It's not the evening of America. It's the morning. We have all of this great stuff ahead. His spot was, it's morning again in America, again, okay, that, that loses the whole it morning in America thing, and then goes on to bag on, on Hillary Clinton and, uh, and Barack Obama. 
Um, well, so if it's morning in America, what what does that have to do with it? Well, I, I, Reagan's was one of hope. Yeah, no, I, I think his is, is another message of hope, too, but in the new fame of things aren't in a good place. But you know what? It is morning again, and we have a chance to to start again. It's a fresh new day once again. Start off today on the right foot. I think, I think that is absolutely horrible. You're not going to reel in the people like me. It, it's not going to happen, the people that remember that commercial. The younger generation has no reference point, so if they just take it at face value when they see it, it it's giving two messages there. Either go after those people, how horrible it is, or talk about our future. I don't think you can do both in that setting. Not to mention the fact that he was talking about Canada, apparently. No, he wasn't talking about Canada. Well, how come the uh, how come the pictures were from Vancouver? See, that's the interesting thing. Is uh, yeah, the very first opening scene there with the water and the boat. We may have the... to see this again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure to... this is. Yeah, it looks like when uh, when the research was done, they used pictures of Vancouver. Vancouver. It's morning again now, in Vancouver, Canada. That's that's in Cleveland, right? That's a suburb. No, of it's Cleveland. Canada. It's British Columbia. That's not that's not that's not Lake Erie there. Uh, what's that? It's not Lake Erie there. No, no, no. I don't Are think you sure? so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there. It's morning again in British Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Canada. It's morning again under the leadership of Trudeau. <laughs> Even with that, this is a fail, but I can't really fault Marco Rubio himself for it. He wasn't the one who was going through uh, the, the video. Dude, no, no, the buck stops with you. No, he's not directly responsible, but if you want to be president of the United States, you've got to make sure your team is in order here, man. Oh, I definitely think so. I mean, this isn't like, this. This isn't, you know, like him backing the gang of Ocho Bill bad, but this stuff shouldn't happen. You've got to make sure you hire the right people who are diligent. Oh, sorry, we used the wrong maps when we were going in to invade North Korea. Sorry. No. It wasn't my fault as president. It was a couple of people I hired, and then they had some people in interns. They just pulled the wrong map. You see what I'm saying? At some point, this stuff starts mattering. I mean, you've got you to hold these people accountable with it. Again, not Gang of Ocho bad, but it's still certainly not good. Don't forget, you can tweet at the program. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe. If you would, follow us on Twitter as well. And uh, use the hashtag, what I learned today, if you've learned something throughout the program. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up. And he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on water and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.